Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another cooperative multiplayer, the official Full One Game Zone podcast. And I am your host, Sean Garmer. And with me today is Mark Morrison. Howdy. Uh, I would presume that Daniel and Robert are once again busy as usual, so they won't be with us here. Hopefully, we'll get them back soon one of these days. To be fair, I also didn't ask Robert. I should have probably asked, but who knows? But we got a few things to talk about. Uh, The Sony hasn't, well, according to who you read and what was said at some conference, Andrew House has said that the PS Vita is a legacy system now. So that led to Vita owners going into panic. And we also have uh, the whole controversy with the Witcher 3 and its graphics and all that stuff. And Need for Speed deciding they want to do a reboot. Red Dead Redemption 2 may be happening. A bunch of other things. But we should probably start like we always do. What are you playing? Uh, As far as video games... Uh, going, I've been playing uh, The Witcher 3 a lot, and between that, I've been playing uh, Peggle 2 and Trials Evolution, where I'm trying to crush all of John Vignocchi's scores on my friends list. <laughs> and uh, aside from that, I've been playing a l- I played a lot of pinball today, which made me pretty happy. A lot of pinball. What? Which uh, pinball is that? Uh, I played. Mustang, it's a new stern table that came out like a few years ago. Uh, Terminator 2, Theater of Magic, Simpsons Pinball Party, uh, Indiana Jones, Attack on Mars, uh, Lord of the Rings, which sucks. Uh, my, one of my favorite tables. Okay, so which, what makes, you know, for people that aren't, and I also, I mean, it's been forever since I played with something that has to do with a pinball. What makes a pinball machine better than another one, or, you know, you, you said the Lord of the Rings one sucked, why, why does it suck? 
Well, it's twofold. One is most of Stern tables kind of suck, just in general. Like they're just designed poorly. But the, well, the second part is like the design of the table. Like I think a good pinball table should have uh, goals that can be easily accomplished or at least easily explained. Like shoot this ramp to achieve a goal, like multi multi ball or something like that. Uh, this table did not have anything like that. I played it like three or four times, and I still didn't know like what like what was happening in it. And some of the shots were just pretty challenging. Uh, lastly, I played Funhouse, which is one of my favorite tables. And I played a table you would like, which was WrestleMania. Awesome. Who, who was in the uh, WrestleMania table? Uh, Daniel Bryan, Undertaker, Stone Cold, uh, The Rock. Uh, I think Triple H was in there also. And... Yeah, it had a pretty funny, it had a pretty cool little screen in it. Like, when he selected, like, The Undertaker, his intro video would play on the screen. <laughs> wow. They're trying to compete with uh, another company called Jersey Jack, which made, like, one of the best pinball machines ever. And Stern is trying, but they're just not great at it. <laughs> yeah. I heard about the WrestleMania machine. I did. I got. They did a little feature on it or whatever, but it wasn't anything. You know. It was fine enough, but it was just you know, kind of just too busy. I would say, or like, again, like the goals were just weren't conveyed easily enough or explained. Like, hit this ramp to achieve something. <laughs> Well, uh, so any more to say about Witcher 3? Uh, it's pretty good. It's still really good. Uh, the card game is a lot of fun to play, to mess around with. Um, my computer can't quite handle the game too well. Like, it, it plays fine, but, like, lip-syncing and, uh, like, movies is pretty off, I found. But combat's fine. Uh, it's fun to, like, hunt monsters and to, like... Yeah, just explore around the world and try to see what all like the little question marks are that pop up on on your map. So you think you're really gonna get the 200 hours of gameplay out of this? Uh, probably not 200, but probably at least 100. If I like, I got I had 100 in Dragon Age Inquisition, and this is, I think this is by by far a bigger game. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's much. Uh... Much bigger game, much more open. It feels like there's actually a world instead of, you know, not... It, it's Dragon Age, I heard that apparently... I mean, I've only played a little bit of Dragon Age. I have it sitting there, but I just never wanted to really go back to it. I mean, it feels like it still restricts you in a way. Did you... Well, Dra Dragon Age is kind of like every like land was like... The lands were all big, but they were all pretty self-contained. Like, they were all kind of, like, in a valley or something. And then this game is, like, if you want to go off and explore something, you kind of can. Like, the landscape is massive. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, if you really like your open world and everything, you should uh, check it out. Yeah. So do you think this will be a fitting end to the whole series with Geralt, or...? Yeah, uh, I guess it depends on how it ends. Like, if they 
decide to kill him or not. I don't know the plot too well at all. Or, uh, I mean, they introduced Siri, and she could be, like, an interesting, like, they could, probably, they could probably do a game on her also, like, assuming she lives. I don't know what the story is, but... <laughs> Have you gotten to play as her yet, or...? Yeah, there's a few flashback sequences uh, where you play as her. Like, she doesn't have... Like, you can't, like... You don't have any of your spells, but she has, like, a really weird teleport thing, which is kind of interesting to mess around with. Huh. Well, there you go. Uh, more stuff about... I mean, not, not that Mark probably... If you're playing this game, I don't think Mark really needed to, like, sell you on it or anything, but... Yeah. There you go. Witcher 3 is great. It's funny because I'm supposed to do like a Galactic Civilizations 3 review and I just don't even want to get into that game right now. <laughs> <laughs> Galactic Civilizations 3. That just sounds... It's a big 4X game and it's like that's going to eat up all the rest of my time if I even try it. So. How do you always get stuck with those games? Honestly. Because I'm the only one who has the patience to deal with them. I reviewed like I reviewed at least like like seven or eight of them for the site. I know that. <laughs> yeah, because you did what Civilization? You did the Total War. You did Warlock. I did uh, like I think it was called like Master of Magic. I did two. Yeah, I just do a bunch of them. <laughs> well, at least if you you like those kind of games, you know who to hit up on. Yeah. On social media for your thoughts on 4X games. Go talk to Mark. <laughs> I've uh, only gotten to play a little bit more of the Final Fantasy X, Ten Two Remaster. I've been between uh, being stuck with uh, New Japan Best of Super Juniors writing, which they're finally having a little break. Uh, today on Thursday, so I get a day off of doing that, um, and getting ready for the soccer tournament to start, and all that kind of stuff, I haven't really had a lot of, plus my mom's been sick, and the kids been sick, and things just are not sitting well for me to be able to play a lot of games right now, so, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, that's the only good thing about getting the PS3 version of that game is I don't have to try to share that with everybody in the living room. That's another good thing with that. But yeah, so I talked about the... Now, this is something that's coming out of Gaming Bolt and also a UK website that supposedly Andrew House said this is some kind of... At the Sony 2015 Investor Relations Day... Um, he called the Vita a legacy platform and would not be part of the company's strategy for the fiscal year of 2015. So, what does that mean to you, Mark, when you hear that? That they are done with developing it for it, like they kind of have been for the past few years, actually. But they'll still support like probably, like some of the features on it or anything critical like bugs or anything that pops up but I mean they never so anyway but like they never really got behind it fully anyway I think and it was essentially 
they viewed it as essentially a port machine and an extra PS4 controller. <laughs> yeah, that's what they set it up as after E3 last year was, okay, well, we can't get people to buy the Vita on its own. Let's make it, oh, it's all about remote play. Let's use remote play. Let's use it for a PS Now. Let's do all this. And then you find out the remote play sucks. I've heard it's pretty decent, actually, but you don't want to play. A, I don't. I wouldn't want to play a game like that for too. Like aside from this messing with it, like I wouldn't want to play Bloodborne on a PS Vita. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It has a certain games that work out really well for it, as long as it's not got a lot of action or whatever is what I've heard. But I mean, it, to I think. What I heard is that apparently if you don't, which I don't, you know, I just don't have a way to have an Ethernet connected to my system, but apparently if you try to do a wireless PS3 or PS4 to the PS Vita, I think even if, I mean, unless you're like right next to the, the system, it doesn't work that great. Yeah. Also, you know, not, yeah. the other problem with the PS Vita was like, it had games on it that I don't think were greatly suited to the system or to the platform. Like, it had Spelunky and Binding of Isaac, and like those were great games on it. Or, like, Rogue Legacy was a great game. But it had stuff like Borderlands 2 on it. And it's a, it's technically impressive that you got, got the game on there, but do you want to really want to play that game on, like, on the go? <laughs> no. And I've heard it's not that great of a... Uh, uh, besides the frame rate issues that it has, apparently it just... You don't... It, it doesn't immerse you or, or do the things it does like with the console. You know? So, I mean... I'm sh like, you know, like you said, they just... The, and the games that they did make for it, you know, some of the, some of the big games are, you know, like the Japanese games. And those, those will still be supported... You'll get the uh, Persona dancing all night. You'll get any kind of Japanese uh, game that's coming out, you know, that they decide to bring over to the West. That'll that'll still come here. You'll get the indie games on it, I'm sure, because those won't be that big a deal to support there. But, you know, I don't think you're, you know, like you said, to me this means, and I mean, and Sony already said they're not bringing any more AAA games after, was it Freedom Wars? They weren't bringing any more big games to that system <clears throat> unless they were just already going to be on Vita anyway. So. I, I would want someone, if like you're a big like Vita fan, I would want someone to try to make a list of the top like 8 or 10 Vita games out there that were only Vita exclusive. And you probably would not be able to do it. Yeah, true. Not, yeah, not to mention it's just hard to find. It, it's not as really easy to find the games as it is. Yeah. So, you know, it, I mean, you might get lucky and you go to the GameStop that just nobody ever bought Vita games, so they have a ton of them there. But for the most part, they got to the point where they weren't even making them, like, retail anymore. It was all digital, so. Well, also, it was like, let's say, okay, let, let, look at Spelunky Rogue, like Rogue Legacy. It's like, if that game is already on like at least four or five other platforms like who's going to go out and like rush to out to buy the vita version first right same thing with shovel knight you know they're making a big deal about it now being on 
all that, well, it's already on these systems. If you don't have a Vita, but you want to play that, it's not something that's going to make you go buy a Vita. Yeah. And it's kind of a shame, because, like, on a technical level, like, the Vita's still pretty a pretty impressive system. They just never had the support of, you know, Sony to make a good go of it. Yeah, Sony really crippled that, that system. Not just on the gaming front, but on the, like... You have to buy the Sony memory cards that are outrageously priced. Well, they and did that. They wanted to curb piracy because that kind of like really screwed the PSP up, though. Well, you know, and I and I can understand that, but you'll eventually get the people that want to just completely unlock it, and they'll do it regardless. You know? Yeah, they'll come out with some adapter or something. Yeah, I mean, but Nintendo, who doesn't usually placate to people. You know, the, the, the new 3DS and 3DS, you can use any one of those uh, SD cards that you buy at the store. I have a 32 gig one in my new 3DS, and it cost me, I think, like, 30 bucks, you know? Yeah. Just, I'm not going to pay 50 bucks for a freaking 8 gig memory card. It's just not worth it, you know? Um, I thought we were done with that after the PS2. Thank you, Sony, for being outdated on that front. It's the Betamax Part 2. <laughs> right? So do you think that we'll get another uh, handheld from Sony again? Or you think this means they're done with handhelds? They're probably done. I don't see them... Well, they're not really in a financial uh, space to like make another co- handheld console in the first place. Like Even the Vita's pretty risky for them, and it didn't, didn't pan out. And... Uh, I just don't think they're interested in trying to prop up that market, especially like with the invasion of like tablets and phones. Like, no way. I mean, if they did make one, it'd just be like it'd be like it would be like a phone, also. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it, Sony, uh, you know, they're the one, first. They're the like one of the first big companies that dropped their mobile thing because it wasn't selling well. Because there's kind of hit right before the big mobile boom and then they just kind of lost interest in it and then their phones weren't selling that great either so you know that is a especially if Nintendo that's still a thought with Nintendo that they might come up with their own little version of a mobile phone or something like that if it's if that becomes the next whatever gaming thing for Nintendo is possible, Sony could do the same thing. Eh, I mean, I'm, I'm not ruling it out. And if anything, they will f- at least make one in Japan, I think, and then just see what the response is for the West and maybe just not bring over that many and just bring over bring it over on a demand basis instead of, okay, we're just going to bring a big overhaul over here to the Europe and, and the West and see what happens and then they can't really get disappointed when it doesn't sell that great. I just don't think Sony has any interest in that market anymore. And like, because like, look at this, look what they did with the Vita. Like, they just didn't care enough. Yeah, I, I mean, it just, I mean, I can understand though. Like, you know, the the AAA games that they made for it, you know, Uncharted was really good. And then you have a couple others, and then it's like gets really scarce. They really had to rely on all these Japanese titles and 
just the I mean and it was a great place to play your indie games if you wanted to but I just uh I don't know they they did not support it like you see Nintendo supporting your 3DS and I mean that also has to do with sales though right like you know 3DS sells really well so people want to make games for the 3DS you know but that's well, that's a part of it, but also, like, Nintendo actually has franchises and characters people care about. Like, you can make a God of War or Uncharted for the Vita, but you can only come out with those, like, once every few years of that. And, like, if they made, like, a Crash Bandicoot 4 or, like, Sly Cooper or Ratchet & Clank, that'd be great, but they just never really did that. Yeah, they had, like, you know, they made the Sly con- uh, the collection for it, and... I mean, and they had a great idea, right? Make the Vita this thing you can have in conjunction with your PS4, do remote play, you can do cross-save for a lot of games. I honestly think they could have made cross-save like a thing for every game. Yeah. Something like that. You know, obviously not cross-buy because that's that makes it to where you're that's one less thing people are buying, but cross-save should have been basically mandatory at that point, to where if you want to really make remote play this thing, you, you got to make it to where, okay, immediately I can put my save over there and not have to worry about it. And then, you know, just... They, they really missed out on the boat of making experiences... Like, you had Tearaway, and then aside from Tearaway, you really didn't have these just awesome experiences that you go, man, they really took advantage of the Vita. Yeah. And Sony really should have made, made sure that they did that more often. But it is what it is. You know, it's not like it's dead. They're going to still do things for it. You just won't probably get any more, any any sort of kind of mid-tier game or anything like that for the Vita, which is kind of sad. I think, but at least you'll still get your personas and all those kind of things that you still play on the Vita, which that's kind of how it was living anyway for a while. So. One one last thing is uh, my my friend Dave Lang will hunt you down for your disparaging of his Borderlands 2 port work because he worked on that game. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> to disparage your, your port work, but, you know, the people will speak for themselves, I guess. Uh, well, speaking of, um, you know, this, this mobile and all this gaming market that we talked about here, uh, there's, according to Super Data Research, um, gaming is going to earn $74 billion in 2015, with mobile only expecting to earn $22 billion of that. Like, that's, you know, chump change or anything. But uh, the... Uh, the, that means that PC and console will make up the most of it, and then downloadable content also adds in 30 billion to that as well. This also doesn't include esports, VR, video content, or MMOs. So there's a significant part of that that's not counted in there either. Uh, VR was apparently like the lowest earning, which is 225 million. But again, to be fair, it's not like these headsets are just out there right now. They're still really developing them. Yeah, they came out with the price of that one. That's... Yeah, we're going to talk about that here in just a sec. <laughs> the Oculus. But, you know, so does this prove... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Once again, that this whole, like, everybody's going into mobile and it's going to make all this money. People should be a little bit hesitant about that, that we're still seeing PC and console sell almost double what mobile's making, you know. Yeah, like, people just jump in, jumped on the mobile bandwagon, like, a little too much, and especially with, like, how it's been kind of, I wouldn't say crash-heavy, but people have, like, really kind of soured on mobile the, the past, like, year or two. Like, yeah, I think, con- like, actual consoles are just going to stay. Like, they're not going to go away anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, you know, when I look at it, and I look at my phone, and for one, I think... My for one, my my phone now. I mean, and, and it, it and it, the thing is, and we've talked about this. It just it doesn't seem to matter unless you have a big phone or you have a tablet or something like that. I have a 16 gig phone, and I can't fit any of the big games on it because it basically tells me that my memory is full, and I I delete apps and I delete you know messages and all this kind of stuff, and it's just. You know, my phone can play the game, but it once it blows up from the little download file into the 1.6 gig file that it is, or whatever it's supposed to be, it tells me it can't deal with it. You know, and I think until we find a way, and, and these phones are increasingly like getting more fragile, they don't want you to be able to take the battery out, they make it harder for you to put SD cards in these phones. Uh, I just because they want you to buy the biggest phone that they have available because you know they want more money. Yeah. Until we come up with a system to where gaming becomes an actual thing people have to think about when they're making these phones, I don't think I can look at my phone and go, okay, I'd much rather play a game on this that's going to be something that I experience and take a while with. Instead of pulling out my 3DS or even my console and going, okay, I'm going to go play a game on this, you know. I just don't think mobile is a great platform for, like, long-form games. Yeah, it's the system you pull out to play Candy Crush. and Those things that, you know, a game that you play while you're waiting for something. But I just don't know how you can have a something take off like that that doesn't provide for longer form or or you know the technology will keep increasing but you can only maximize on this free to play and monetization and all this kind of stuff so long before people get burned out on that 
And for every, like, awesome game that you have, there's, like, 600 other games that come out just like it that are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, so it just... I think, uh, I mean, I'm hoping for Konami. It's not a bad thing, obviously, but, you know, maybe they are doing this a little bit too fast. Uh, speaking of, you know, we mentioned that uh, there's a report going around from Oculus themselves saying that not only are now uh, Palmer Lucky's getting sued um, because of allegedly he took stuff that he used at his previous company to help develop the Oculus Rift. So we'll have to see where that goes. But the price that they're quoting for the Oculus Rift, now apparently the Oculus Rift is only going to cost like three or $400 by itself. But if you have to buy a computer to run Oculus Rift, it's going to cost you anywhere from around like the $1,500 range. Which, that's a lot of money just to be able to use a VR headset uh, apparently they want to get it down to where it'll cost you like a thousand dollars which isn't too bad if you want to have your own computer that can play games and stuff you know but what do you think I, I hope he sends us some review kits or else we're probably not going to buy one <laughs> yeah I don't think uh, <laughs> I'm not buying one that's I mean and then all I've heard is apparently like the oculus isn't that comfortable either it, so. Well, it was funny. I think a few weeks ago, I actually got a PR email saying, like, we got this game, like, we're developing in Poland. Do you want to go check it out on the Oculus Rift? Like, email me back if you have if you want to cover it or have any questions or concerns. And I was like, I almost emailed emailed back and said, if you want to send me one, uh, Oculus, then I'll review it. <laughs> you should have seen what they said. I mean, the worst they could say is No. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I I can understand that. You just, well, how, where, where are we gonna buy the Oculus for one to be able to review the thing until they actually come out with the consumer version? So, you know, it just these people sometimes they need to check who they they email for these for these things. But so a game I know you have and you play on your PS4 is apparently gonna come to. Xbox One and PC via Steam Super Mega Baseball. Yep. Are you going to pick it up on Steam? I know you... I might. Some... I'd be nice if they uh, include some more things into it, because it's, like, it's a great little baseball game, but, like, some of, like, it only has, like, four stadiums in it, and, like, a few more of those it would be helpful. It is going to have two new stadiums. Yeah. It, it could use it. Or if they roll that into the PS4 version, that'd be nice. Uh, but yeah, I think, it's going to be in the PS4. They're going to have it as free DLC. Yeah. It's a good game. Like I would, it, It'll be cheap enough. So, if, Plus, there's no baseball games on PC anymore. Like, that's, that's the other thing. And there's no baseball games on Xbox One either, unless you want to play that crappy RBI baseball. And no one does. Yes. So this is kind of like that... Um, I had it for Super Nintendo, like that Super Baseball 1000 or whatever that just, like, has crazy stuff, or is it just baseball but it's not licensed? Well, all the care it's a, it's, like a, I wouldn't, it's like a deformed version of baseball, like, all the characters, like, exaggerated, but there's no, it's not like the bigs or anything, like, it's just a normal baseball game. No, oh, okay, just 
weird looking characters and stuff. Yeah. There's no, you're not like getting like power ups or you're not like uh like pulling off like flaming pitches or anything. I did enjoy that game when I was a kid of being able to throw flaming pitches and <laughs> Actually, crazy if, stuff. Like, if they wanted, that would be a kind of a cool mode for that game. Like, if they included like like MLB Slugfest or something like the Bigs, like that'd be a great mode for that game. But as just a base, like a pure baseball game, it takes you pretty decent. And this is coming from someone who does not like baseball, the sport at all. <laughs> yeah, see right there, that should tell you enough. If you don't like baseball, the sport. Imagine if you do like baseball the sport, how much you probably would enjoy it. So, I like would, it, uh... Like, they should do something like that with, like, Tecmo Bowl, and, like, bring it back to, like, consoles, but make it just simple and fun. Because most sports games nowadays are just not fun anymore. Like, they're just too simulation-focused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the show is really just, uh... You know, as my friend, uh, Randy would be able to tell you because he loves the show and he loves baseball that that game is just you know a baseball lover's dream just so much you can do in that game but you know it is really extensive if you're not into baseball or anything you're probably gonna get lost a bit the same thing could be like applied to like the WWE games like the 2K15 or whatever the fuck they call it it's just too complicated for most players, but people love that All Stars game because it was just pretty simple to pick up and play. Oh man, that All Stars game is awesome! I really wish they would make another one. I think the studio that made it folded. So, damn it, 2K, just get on it. Instead of making dumb, instead of making mobile versions of the game, they should make <laughs> it like a that. Uh, what's it? Mortal Kombat, or that uh, WWE game that's like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Immortals. Yeah, they should like do a console version of that. I'm surprised, I'm, I'm really surprised that they don't. I think they're trying to see if it does well enough on mobile, because I'd love to see that on a console and it have like a story mode and all that stuff, because on the mobile it's fun, obviously. It's much easier to play on mobile, all you have to do is keep spamming the screen. It'd be great but, if like, uh, the characters and all that stuff are fun. It'd be great if like Vincent Man is the final boss. <laughs> he's just oh, like yeah. he's just like Shao Kahn, <laughs> <laughs> including the big hammer. Yeah, and then they also have it. It's kind of like Marvel vs. Capcom, but it with uh, sort of you know the new Injustice or Mortal Kombat setting. So yeah. They should, they should really, I wonder if they're really going to think about that, but I think, you know, 2K wants to make sure their own WWE, you know, because you have to wonder, like, you know, there's a lot of people that really like the old wrestlers, or they like the wrestlers, but they don't necessarily want to play this game that recreates something that they don't really watch anymore, but if you tell them that you can play as The Rock and Brock Lesnar in a fighting game or something... Or just in another kind of game, that would probably pique people's interest. I think. You know? Crush Hour Two. Oh man, I loved Crush Hour. It was so bad, but I loved that game <laughs> for some reason. Uh, speaking of games that I love, um, 
Man, I'm I'm sorry to have to keep talking about this, but they keep coming out with things about it. So uh, they finally released information on the Rock Band 4 campaign mode, and they pretty much admit that it's going to be like an RPG. So right there already, I am 100% sold. Take my money. Uh, <laughs> RPG and Rock Band, awesome. But apparently, like, which which should mean now that they're going to let you go back to the original, like, the, the two, the way they had in Rock Band 2. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where you could have different bands going on, because the way that they explain this, it doesn't... They cannot possibly only let you have one band at a time, with like they did the challenge modes, but... Apparently they compare this to, it, it has more to do with, like, games that have branching paths, and it has to do with what you're used to doing in a rock band campaign like they compare it to like this they have one of the designers talking about how if you you can basically build your band the way you want it like you don't just go from starting in your garage to immediately rocking around the world in arenas you can if you want to be a garage band the entire time you can be garage band if you want to be uh, a band that plays in the little bars and stuff like that, you can do that. You know, um, you have different ways of interacting with the environment and deciding what you want your band to be and how you get fans and how you get money. And uh, the money is going to be the way that you unlock things. So obviously, the more money you have, the more things you can unlock and buy and stuff, you know, clothes and instruments for your band. And, if all you care about is just having fans and then, you know, bumming on their couches, apparently you could do that too. So I don't know how this is all going to work, but this is, again, the reason why I really like the fact that this is a platform. Because if it doesn't come out the way that they're trying to explain it, they can always add in things later. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. You know, apparently, you know, each gig is pretty much going to be like your quest and you're going to have different things to do in each one of those gigs that will help you know resolve that quest and uh, there'll be certain things that you have to do to get the crowd to apparently like depending on what location you go to if the band does if the crowd doesn't like you you're gonna have to make sure that you play really well to get the crowd you know in your favor and you're gonna have certain triggers that you have to hit in order to get the you know crowd's momentum to go towards your side and all this kind of stuff so i really like this idea i hope that they keep flushing it out and keep are able to tell us more at e3 but what they've told us right here this just really makes me not be able to wait much longer for rock band 4 to come out but does this make you interested in the campaign for rock band at all well, I'm curious. Did you ever play the old uh, Oregon Trail game? Yes. <laughs> I want it. I want there to be like a permutation of Rock Band, where it's like your band has your band has contracted a heroin overdose and a uh, game over. <laughs> yeah, you got syphilis. 
you're dead. <laughs> like, just... The, uh, if it was a child's game, probably... I like, would totally see that happening. <laughs> it'll be cool, I guess, but I guess it all depends on like what music they have in the actual game or how how like how it unlocks. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm worried about. Like, I don't want it to be where, oh, we're only playing in bars, so we don't get to play certain music because we're playing in bars. Like, they, I really hope they don't. I mean, I, I'm all for catering the music to where you're supposed to be. But at some point, I would hope that if you just keep progressing in that realm and just keep going to, like, bigger bars or different ones that eventually just unlocks the set list for you, you can play whatever you want. I mean, I guess it does give you reasons to replay it and go through it different times, but I just think that that's kind of limiting. I would hope that it's just kind of like something that just doesn't end, that they just keep adding on and on to it. Like, when they add DLC, it adds more challenges and more things you can do and... So there's a lot of room for them to maneuver here, and uh, I'm excited to just kind of hear more of like the specifics of what you're going to be doing and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think uh, you know, Guitar Hero's going to have to really introduce a lot more than just hey we have this cool FMB thing and and all that stuff in order to get me to want to go have both because right now I think even though Rockman's a lot of the same thing it's it's tested or it's familiar yeah. to you. <laughs> you know what you're getting you know Plus other we'll have than a... the cool guitar that you're getting with Guitar Hero Live and the fact that it's basically like relearning how to play guitar which is cool you don't really still know what you're getting with the game I think plus Rockman is just gonna have like thousands of song, song, more songs than Guitar Hero will <laughs> yeah Exactly. You already have your old DLC and your old instruments are going to work and all that kind of stuff. But I said another game that I, I really bravely second has finally gotten a trademark in Europe, which means the U.S. is only far, you know not that far behind. Not that it should be any surprise. It sold a million copies in the U.S. by itself. But I'm really excited to see the second bravely game coming. And and just remember that Square didn't want to put it out. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Just what do you know, Square? When you actually go back to what you used to do, which was great, people like it. Hmm. What a concept! I don't know. Maybe you should do that more often, with you know, but in 3D instead. That would be really nice. I'm sure that Final Fantasy 15 game is going to be great. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I still hold reservations on. I'm not going to hate on it until the full game comes out because the demo's fine just I don't know I, I've only seen the demo but the character names alone put me off <laughs> yeah that's some weird names <laughs> total Tetsuya Nomura like let's just have some weird ass names it's that's all like full Latin crap and it's like dude get over yourself please right but we're still gonna have the faux hawks and the belt buckles weird... Yeah, all that stuff. So I know, uh, you know we were talking about this um, off-air. You told me about Resident Evil Zero getting remastered. Yep. So you you excited for this? You did you did the Resident Evil HD. I never played Resident Evil Zero. Like, I've heard it's okay. Like, it's not, like, the best, but it's not the worst. So I'll probably give it a shot. I just don't care about that story at all. Like... A Resident Evil prequel is dumb. 
And I want them to make like that Resident Evil 2 remaster. <laughs> I would agree with you on the Resident Evil 2 and, and possibly even 3 remaster. Did you ever, did I, did you ever see the... Uh, someone remade Resident Evil 2 in uh, Unreal Engine. Oh, really? Yeah, like the full game. Wow. Uh, it's not like it's not HD or anything, but they it's a lot looks a lot better than like it did in the PS2. And I would want Capcom to just like license that out or just buy it from that dude and just put it out. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know what they, they should really it's just like, but I wonder if they would just do like Square and like nope, not happening. In fact, we're just gonna delete this and act like. That doesn't exist either. You know, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, you know, I, I think about the same thing with Square and Chrono Trigger. Like, if you're not going to make another Chrono Trigger, why not let these 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 fans that obviously love the game go and uh, make a remake for it or, or do it as part of that Square Enix collective thing that you have instead of trying to find stupid uh, ways to bring back Gex? And I will couple, not you know. have you besmirch the good name of Gex. <laughs> oh, whatever. Ge come on. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, this this doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, these companies do, do what they like, I guess. I think they are weirdly territorial, especially Japan companies, about properties. Yes, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's also just... You know, they're worried about it because it's, you know, especially Capcom, who doesn't have that many franchises left that they really want to... I mean, they have them, but they keep remastering games instead of really making a lot of new stuff. And, you know, they don't have that many to go around, so I guess they're worried that if they let somebody else make it, that they'll have to include them in the future releases of the games and stuff like that, so... I guess the whole Kojima with Metal Gear thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, speaking of that, uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4 apparently already has problems on the PS4. That's hysterical. It has, <laughs> it has eight frames of input lag, and which is really bad for online gaming, and has glitches, and a uh, few other issues. Apparently it was handled by the guys that made iDarb. Uh, the port was so now supposedly Capcom is looking into maybe doing a patch or whatever but yeah those videos of like uh, jury like freaking out were pretty great that's just great like how do you mess up a port like, I just don't get that it's pretty easy if you just don't care <laughs> but you make a big deal about it coming over the PS4 for the first time and you don't make sure that it just works great like I just, uh, just I don't know if that's a testing issue or if that's just people not like you said not caring but that's really just weird to me yeah it's probably like some development issue like they just didn't notice it or didn't have enough QA or right whatever <laughs> it is a smaller studio so that's possible so uh, Remini's head of franchise development, Os Osakari ha Hakinen. Swedish left. name. 
Sweet to say Swedish name. <laughs> Hakkinen, something like that, has uh, left to form his own studio called Futurefly, where he's going to make mobile apps that have game stuff in them to change the way you think about certain apps and the way you do things. He's left Remini. Quantum Break has been delayed. They've been thinking about doing either an Alan Wake 2 or an Alan Wake remaster after they're done with Quantum Break. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Do you think that this affects Remedy at all? I mean, this is your... This is, you know, a pretty heavy guy in your company. I mean, we talk about this when, when other guys leave companies. I don't think it does, because aside from, I think it's Death Rally, Remedy is not a mobile game, mobile studio at all. So if yeah. he really if he really wanted to make mobile games, he would have to go somewhere else or to start his own company because Remedy's not going to do it. Right. So he'll, he'll make a he'll make an Alan Wake mobile version. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. No, it would be. Look look at that Max Payne mobile version. <laughs> oh, never mind. I think corrected. Like people like to get they keep trying to like force console games on mobile and it just never works <laughs> right yeah I mean only yeah, XCOM seemed to work okay apparently Bioshock isn't that bad I mean obviously RPGs work because you don't have to do a whole lot but like, still Bioshock works like shockingly well but it's kind of the exception like just uh, action games don't work especially like that require like finesse or like precise controls no way. Right. <laughs> yeah, you have to really rebuild the game for the mobile, and most people aren't really going to do that. You know? Yeah. Well, let's draw a D-pad on the screen. That's good enough. Like. Yeah, let's no, just make it to work. Not. <laughs> no, that doesn't work, because it doesn't feel the same, and it's still weird. Your The screen just doesn't know how to really detect the whole, okay, now I'm barely moving right, so let's move right. Just... No. That's why I actually like that tactus stuff for the iPhone or like this new screens, because it's yeah. actually just a button, and it's like that's cool. Right? Yeah, that's a lot better. Or or bring out the joystick that apparently Apple has, but they won't put in the phones. Uh, so apparently people are making so a sort of big deal about the fact that Skylanders might be copying Lego Dimensions. Oh wow, they don't all copy each other. It's pretty much what they do. Um. Especially if you keep introducing new Toys to Life games, that's what's going to happen. Wait, how is Skylanders copying Lego? So, Travis Pastrana said that he had just done 
stuff for Skylanders Superchargers, which is the, supposed to be the new Skylanders game. And LEGO Dimensions has obviously shown that they have vehicles, because they have the Back to the Future and a few other things, and now Skylanders is going to have vehicles. So... So, like, so did so did Disney Infinity. Who cares? They, right, they, had, yeah. they had vehicles in the first game. <laughs> Just, I, I don't understand why. I mean, I guess this is not. I mean, Lego is gonna do what they do. Skylanders. I mean, hopefully, it's an, I, unless you know they're really trying to change Skylanders into something else. But you know, basically, it's probably just gonna be now instead of having. Oh well, we don't swap the characters, or we don't have these little things that you put the the guys in for trap team. Now you're gonna have cars with your characters. Okay, you know, just give Activision credit for being the first, and they continue to find ways to adapt and make new things out of the Skyliners. Yeah, is it getting a little bit long in the tooth at this point? Yeah, people keep buying it. So until I- Toys R Us really doesn't want to have this huge section with Skylanders anymore. I am actually legitimately shocked that Skylanders is keep, it keeps going. And it's not because of the game quality, because I think they're all kind of fine, but just the license. Like, who gives a fuck about Spyro? It's not even yeah, Spyro it's anymore. It's not even Spyro, because Spyro was only in, like, the first game, and then they don't even have a Spyro character anymore. Yeah, it's all these made-up characters, and it's like, well, I got my Drobot figure, that's all I need. It's like, compare that to, like, Infinity or even, like, Amiibo. It's like, is Drobot the equivalent of Mario or uh, Buzz Lightyear? I don't think so. <laughs> right, it's certainly not the ones. I mean, this is why I think Skylanders appeals much more to kids than the other two. Because there's no... It's not really a collector's item. It's certainly just for the game, you know, whereas, I, I'll be honest, I haven't touched my Disney Infinity in, woo, probably since the game came out, the 2.0, but I have the Avengers all sitting on, on my shelf in the living room, you know, because people know who those characters are. I have Jack sitting right here in front of me. I look at him all the time when I'm on my computer, just... It's a character that I love from being a kid and everything. But Skylanders, when I... I immediately, as soon as I didn't have... I, I said I'm done with this game. I took the characters and... Whenever GameStop said they were letting people trade them in, I let them, I let them go. Because I was like, what am I going to do with these things? They're not anything to me. You know? The last time I played Infinity 2.0 was never. Because Johnny never sent me a copy. <laughs> yes. I still have 1.0, though. It's in, a, it's in the box. Just and there's it, still people that are just sitting around with Nintendo Amiibos wondering what to do with those. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I like the idea of that game, or Infinity, but, like, it, it's not bad. I, well, it's actually a good game. It just weirdly did not hold my interest, like, for the quests that they had, at least in the oh, first yeah, one. Oh, yeah, because those were, especially for the first game, they were basically there so that you would have to un- use it to unlock things to be able to do the toy box. And if you don't care about creating anything, that game's kind of useless. Now, at least, like, 2.0, you have the stuff with the Marvel, and they have little mini-games, and it, it was kind of a little bit more interesting. It was still really easy, which was the issue. Whereas Skylander sometimes does actually get a little difficult sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, until they... 
really make it a big deal to give you this big story mode in the game. I think unless you're just into the whole creation aspect, which isn't bad. It's not really a game that appeals to much more than their target audience. You know? So, going through, um, 2K sort of might have announced their new game with a teaser website that talks about Advent and this hacking team that they're lying to you and it looks like a bunch of apartment buildings and yeah it's a bit weird it's obviously being cryptic um, a lot of people are th there's a lot of speculation it might be a new spin-off for Bioshock um, I like the idea of possibly I think it was you that said an XCOM game maybe um, there was somebody on 4PC that right now I can't think of the game that he suggested but I guess it could be that too. What do you think? Any inkling for you on? It's not a 2K franchise at all, but it honestly really reminded me of Shadowrun. That'd be cool, but didn't it just get have that whole remake and everything on Steam? Yeah, it's not. It's not that franchise, obviously, but that's the first thing it like evoked in me. It's like this looks like Shadowrun. Right. <laughs> no, about check might be fine. Uh, I guess we'll see. Like, it'll it'll be like Red Dead Redemption Two in the in the future. <laughs> you think we're getting a Red Dead Redemption Two? Uh, I doubt it. I think we, I think we'd see a Bully Two first, honestly, because they never even put Red Dead Redemption on PC. Yeah, but I mean, it'll no, it'll be a reannouncement of Prey Two. <laughs> yeah, Prey 2 is coming back after all these years. Prey 1 did. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I'm not uh, totally discounting that. I think that, I think people just kind of want it to be Red Dead Redemption 2, which is, you know, another thing entirely, but, and I don't blame them because Red Dead Redemption 1 was so great, but <laughs> I... There is, you know, the rumors kind of seem like they keep justifying themselves on that part. You know, 2K... Uh, I, I, there's quite... You know, I'd like to see a new Bioshock game. Uh, I would say that there's... A, I think an XCOM game would be something I would be awesome if they did it correctly yeah. unlike, unlike the bureau <laughs> yeah just don't make the bureau again just give us more like enemy within because that was great but I was not, one of the not, yeah I was one of the few people who really did not like Bioshock infinite at all really yeah well I mean you wouldn't be I mean there's a lot of people that just just didn't like it, uh, but I think there was plenty of people that you know really loved it and wanted to be game of the year and all this kind of stuff. You know, like if you just if you stripped away that setting, it was a very bad shooter. Yeah, I think uh, you know you wouldn't be wrong on that. 
especially that goddamn ending on that like stupid flying platform. You have to like sit like protect the engine for fifteen minutes. It's like, ugh, God. I just hope it's not a letdown because there's been a lot of teaser sites lately that, you know, aside from like Star Ocean and which I'm still really happy to see that again, but uh, just don't don't be a letdown. Don't be something dumb. So I will say. It'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, apparently there's this, um, I've never really heard of it. I, I don't frequent the digital tabletop game market, but uh, this game called Armello is coming to the PS4. And it, it has different heroes that are with animals, and it sort of looks like a board game, and it's already been announced for PC and stuff, but apparently now they they want to put it on PS4. Are you, uh, I heard Jeremy likes his tabletop games and stuff. I don't know, uh, how do you feel about that? It's not my bag, but as long as, like, they introduce the mechanics well enough, it should be okay. Like... I think I think Settlers of Catan and that other one for or Carcassonne for Xbox 360 actually did pretty well. Yeah. If you're gonna something that did pretty well, you know, uh, we this is what leads me to believe that I think Nintendo's whatever they're saying, I think they they have credence to have different pricing ranges when it comes to these mobile games because Pokemon Shuffle has been downloaded four million times apparently. So imagine if they had that on a phone. How many more times they'll probably be downloaded and played by people? Probably way more than four million. So yeah. Just a, just a thought there. Before you go all on charging ten or fifteen dollars for a big game or anything. I mean, there wasn't a whole. You know, we we've had a few weeks now with a bunch of Nintendo news. The only other thing that you know really came out with Nintendo was that Nintendo did their first ever indie humble bundle that's meant for Nintendo systems. So you can pay a dollar and get Wacamelee on Wii U. You can get, that'll give you, also give you Woe Dave on 3DS, which you can get for free on, as part of PS Plus, and it's been that way for like three months now, I think. And also Mighty Switch Force for the 3DS. Um, if you pay more than that, I think more than, I think you pay like $5, you can get uh, all the Ollie, on the 3DS, the Fall on the Wii U, and Moon Chronicles on the 3DS, which is like their big episodic game that they've had on there. And if you pay 10 bucks, you can get Stealth Inc. 2, A Game of Clones on the Wii U, and SteamWorld Dig on both consoles. So, if for some reason you haven't played a lot of these games, a lot of them are multi-platforms, and you have a Wii U or 3DS, for 10 bucks, this isn't uh, too many bad games here to pick up. I think only two of them are actually exclusive to the platforms. Yeah, which I think is uh, Mighty Switch Force and Moon Chronicles. Yeah, everything else is on other stuff. Yeah. So have you played uh, Among the Sleep for PC? No, I think I have it, but I'm not sure. I keep meaning to go through and maybe play this, because it, like, it's that horror game that puts you in the mind of like a two-year-old. Oh, yeah. It's apparently coming to Xbox One, so if you have been intrigued and don't have a PC or don't just don't play games on your PC or whatever and you have an Xbox One, 
you can go play that, I guess. And if you're really excited about this Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which has already made, I think, like almost 3 million, uh, you can pledge 60 bucks and get a beta access to the game on Steam. So, there you go. If you've been, I know Robert, man, he went through in total detail with me on, on Facebook about how much he was waiting for this game. And even then, if you, I think if you pay like over $100, you can get Ayami Kojima to do special packaging artwork for the Bloodstained Ritual of the Night copy. Obviously, you would have to have a physical copy for that. Yeah, are you interested in this Ritual of the Night thing? Yeah, I begged for 60 Uh That was before my roommate was moving out, so it'll, it, it's a big question if I can pay for it or not. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm interested in it. Uh, I don't, like, there's actually been a pretty decent glut of Metroidvanias recently, which is weird, but the more the merrier, I say. Now I just need to get Shadow Complex 2 kickstarted. Right, I would agree on both counts. I think... At this day and age, you know, with the indie games and everything, I think you there, you can never say you have too much of a certain kind of game or whatever, as long as they continue to at least either introduce something new to it or make a bring back a game that we haven't seen in a while, or and to have one of the original guys from Castlevania making this, I think, you know, totally deserving of all the hype and everything it's getting. Uh, speaking of hype, Dragon Quest VIII, man, it it is uh, it was one of the games on the PS2 that I think uh, is underrated and and should have received more plot. It's coming to the 3DS. It won't have 3D for people who really care about that, and it's gonna have uh, two new characters. I think um, I don't have my PS2 anymore, and I did have this game, so I might consider it for 3DS. It's uh, funny, I, I now have three PS2s. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Maybe, like, slide on my way or something else. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, one of them I don't think quite works correctly anymore, like, so... Well, that, that would be a reason to have another PS2, then. But did you like uh, Dragon Quest Eight? I never played it. Well, I never, I never was big into Enix games at that time, and I know it's like Square Enix at that point, but like it got, yeah, that, it got that's good when reviews. Square Enix had just bought the license. Yeah. So they actually tried to make Enix games for a while. I was more into like at that time. I was more into like Shin Megami Tensei or like Shadow Hearts. Ah, makes sense. I'm I I would kill for a Shadow Shadow Hearts like HD remake or like this collection. Oh man, I wish they would too. I've heard so much about those games, and I wanted to play them, and yeah, I never got around to being able to. What's funny is I have two copies of Shadow Hearts Covenant. That's I think the best one of the three, because I got one copy and I started to play it, and it like wouldn't read in my PS2. I bought another copy, and that also didn't read. And then I figured out, like, oh, it's the PS2's problem, not not the discs. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that's going to happen. That sometimes with, uh... 
I never had to get my PS2. Like, I met somebody that knew how to take the lasers out or whatever and replace them, so he had yeah. to replace the laser in my original PS2 because they'll eventually all get into the disc red error thing. Yep. Which he will forget about when they talk about the Red Ring of Death and all that stuff with the 360 and all that, that eventually your PS2 will die on you. So did the, PS, so did the early PS1s. Like, so you had to, like, turn it upside down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why they made the little smaller white PS1, which they just renamed the PS1, literally, which was weird in itself, but, yeah. Uh, so, in something that if, you know, for for you especially, and for me that play, you know, PC games, now, I, you know, we both play on our consoles, we're used to this whole paring down thing. A lot of people are making a big deal about the fact that apparently two years ago in a trailer... Oh, come on. It's a trailer, people. Like, why are we making a big deal about this? It's a trailer, but, you know, it's it's gaming, so we gotta make a big deal about everything. That apparently it was fraudulent how they made those graphics look. And uh, the graphics in the actual game don't look that good. So. You mean for The Witcher 3? Yeah. <laughs> uh, those people need lives, or <laughs> or they they need to be sterilized because we don't want them breeding. <laughs> yeah, really. Do you guys have like nothing else to do but to complain about the fact that it doesn't look just? It already looks great. I mean, how much more better or how much better do you want the damn game to look? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Like for something like Alien Isol or Alien Colonial Marines, that was fraudulent because they rep they represented that sequence, that trailer sequence, as a the playable game. Right. This is not. This is just a trailer. So, calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, people. Just you know, when they show trailers at E3, don't go expecting it's gonna look exactly like that. Now. The order sort of looked like that, but then they, they they committed fraud by basically making it look like what you did in that game in the trailer is what you did for all the game, and that's not what happened. So Remember that Resistance 3 trailer for the PS3? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, Are that really, like, wowed the crap out of everyone. Yeah, did, wait, didn't they it wasn't win a, a kill lawsuit because of that? I think it was Killzone 3, but yeah, not Resistance, but yeah. But that was, like, really bad, though. Like, they overclocked that thing, like, to the point where it looked like a PS4 game. You know, and it just... It didn't look that way for early PS3, you know. But, uh, you know, so, uh, speaking of a game that's been around a while, Need for Speed, is getting a reboot. I honestly um, think it's their fourth reboot at this point. Have they really rebooted it that many times? Yeah. So they have a new studio, Ghost Games, working on it. They're saying that they're, they don't want to they don't want to forget the past. They want to go and they've been looking at you know a lot of the most wanted games and some of the older games to look at uh, what they want to take from it and how to move it forward and everything. But do 
you think uh, this is going to be successful, or should they have maybe changed the name and given the studio a whole clean slate, or what do you think? Well, the name the name has brand recognition at this point. If they were serious about it, I want them to do what they did in Need for Speed 2, so you can drive as a T-Rex. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They actually did that in Need for Speed 2. It was great. It was hilarious. No. I believe you. I'm saying that that would just be awesome. I'd love to watch videos of you driving around as a T-Rex on the new system. Uh, I, I, I don't... I think their ambition is misguided, or like the design of the game is misguided, because people like the open world aspects of like Most Wanted. And this looks like a very... this The idea of this game looks like a very tightly controlled game. Or if it, you just do race after race on wet pavement at, at, during the night. Yeah, and that gets old. I mean, take a little bit of what the crew could have done and make it feel like more like you. there's a need for speed, like the name of the game. Like you're just out there not just racing but doing other things and feel like there's this open place for you to go around and you know if the cops want to chase you then they do and all that kind of stuff just uh, I don't uh, hopefully there's uh, good intentions here for this for EA I wish they would do this with some of the other games though you know like Madden would severely need a, t a year off that would be so great at this point. I want they need me to bring back Razor Callahan also <laughs> Wait, what is that? I said they need to bring back Razor Callahan. Is that... Oh, is that part of Need for Speed? I don't... He was a the pivotal character in the first Need for Speed Most Wanted. I'll show you the video later. It's it's something special. Yeah, he, he... I remember I had to review, I think it was The Run... And they made a big deal about Christina Hendricks being like the character, like one of the people that help you along in that game. And I was just like, why? Why are we um, doing this? Um, unless she's topless, I'm not interested. <laughs> oh. But the, the Need for Speed Most Wanted FMV sequences were the best in any game ever. Oh, really? Awesome. Oh, yeah. Really good. <laughs> I need to. I make me want to go watch those. Um. So Techland says that they are canceling Hellraid uh, because it doesn't meet their expectations, and now they're going to focus more on Dying Light, as they should, since you know that game was successful and everything. Uh, that's good news if you're a big Dying Light fan. I know you saw you like the game so you mean dead island uh well this or, is saying are they doing a dead dying dying light too <laughs> yeah i'm assuming that that's what they're saying yeah like they're they're gonna do a dying light too uh they're gonna focus on the future of dying light whatever that means so i don't even know do we do you know what hell so it was supposed to be some dark fantasy game is what Hellray was supposed to be. So. I just know Nolan North was involved. <laughs> uh, Nolan North would be just fine. 
he doesn't get gigs all the time. Right? He, he needs one more job. He needs that one more paycheck. <laughs> right? Well, Bloodborne's getting an expansion, so that's good if you're a big Bloodborne fan. Are you considering picking that up for your PS4 at all? Or? If I had the money, I would. Like, I know that there was a glitch on Best Buy's website a few days ago where you could get it for 20 bucks. Oh, damn. <laughs> Why didn't I know about that before? It, I think it was, like, some deal where... The deal was supposed to be, like, buy an Amiibo, like, one Amiibo and get the other one for half off. Yeah. But the glitch was instead, like, buy an Amiibo and get any game for half off. What? <laughs> wow. So a friend of mine and picked I... up... A friend of mine picked up Bloodborne and Dead or Alive at 5 Extreme. <laughs> nice. Uh, Best Buy. They just seem to have these glitches all the time, don't they? On their online store. Just wonderful. Good job on them for not paying attention. I, I, Bloodborne looks like a semi, like a l slightly more playable version of Dead Soul or Dark Souls, but it's not That's my what bag. Keeps saying. <laughs> it's just not my bag, or... I just don't like that type of uh, RPG. Yeah, I've also heard that apparently you have to, like, what you input when you're fighting is, has to be precise, so you're pretty much going to die. Yeah. I don't know if I'm all into that, but, you know, trying to train myself to play a game, that seems like a lot to do. Well, it's funny that I reviewed at least... Uh, two or three Dark Souls games. So wait, so you reviewed those games and you don't, it's not your bag? Yeah, I pretty much say that in the reviews. Like, if you like these games, you'll like this one, I guess. <laughs> if you don't, good luck. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. I can, I can objectively, like, recognize that a game is just good or enjoyable, but... If it's not your taste, then, you know, it's not your taste. Yeah, I mean, but at least you are you can do that, because there's a lot of people that would have been like, oh my god, this game's too hard, it sucks. Yeah, you know? like, I would never review a Madden game, but if I did, if I'd give it a decent enough score, but even if I yeah. don't give one goddamn about football. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what sucks about the Madden games. You basically have to review it on the fact that if it did, did it do well enough to... You know, if you actually care about that kind of thing, because... You know, a lot of sites will just give it an 8 or a 9 and be like, okay, well, it's bad, and that's what it gets, you know. Instead of actually examining the fact that it didn't really do anything, so it shouldn't be getting scores like that, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, you know, did you remember that Gauntlet existed on, on Steam? Because I forgot. Yeah, it, I, I had it installed for longer than I should have. <laughs> it, it's getting an update, apparently, so... I hope it's just called make the Make It Fun update. <laughs> <laughs> they are apparently going to basically, like, add a bunch of new features and improvements. They're going to improve the campaign, the Coliseum, uh, and fixing little things here and there. So, And adding a new brand new game mode. What I, that, I, whatever that is. I just don't think Gauntlet plays anymore, like as a uh, like game type or just like genre. Unless you're playing Skylanders. 
Well, that's not like Gauntlet. I mean, Gauntlet was like always arcade folk. It was like it was a quarter muncher game. Yeah, but that yeah, game is sort of like in a similar vein. Like you're just going around. You can have multiple people. You know, multiple. Uh, uh, it's co-op, and you're trying to kill enemies that show up on the screen, and yeah, yeah, you have to take things cooperatively. It sort of has that vein. It's not gone to completely, but yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really unless it just those those kind of games just seem not to work that great anymore. I agree with you. But I mean, if you have Gauntlet, I guess it's. Not, I'll give it. Not I'll bad. give it a shot. I guess it depends on like how if they actually do her to fix it or not. Like it wasn't a bad game, but like I like I said, it's just it wasn't. I just didn't find it that much fun. <laughs> like it was competent, but I, I got through like 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 the first stage of levels, like the first big like area, and I was like, all right, I guess, I guess I could buy like another ring, but who cares? <laughs> right. There you go. So, apparently Transformers is going to take a page out of what Marvel and a few of these other, uh, you know, what Disney's doing with the, the Star Wars films too, and they're going to make spinoffs. They've created an entire writer's room to possibly create an original story, an origin story for um, that has to do with you know, the formation of Cybertron and all that kind of stuff. And also has spin-off movies for the Transformers. And uh, Michael Bay says he wants one ready by the time he's done filming 13 Hours. Whenever that is. Do you think that this will work? Just basically making Transformers into this thing that just constantly has movies now, not just ones that sort of continue on the last one but have spinoffs and and doing an origin story so late in the, the game at this point like I, I have two thoughts the first is uh, who gives a fuck about the origin of Cybertron <laughs> it's also possibly going to be animated too so. the second is if they do sequel or if they do like spinoffs I want a Beast Wars spinoff movie damn right they need to do a Beast Wars spinoff. If you're going to do spinoffs, you better do one with freaking Beast Wars. Um, Robert Kirkman is apparently part of this. Uh, uh, so, Robert Kirkman, uh, Iron Man and Ant-Man writers, uh, Art Markham and Matt Holloway, uh, Zach Penn from Pacific Rim 2, and... Uh, somebody that worked on Lost, Jeff Pickner. So, that's a lot of freaking people. One of them will just be like Transformers versus Zombies. <laughs> oh, boy. And right, we'll just have all the guys from Walking Dead show up. And... The, the Transforming Dead. <laughs> <laughs> they go biomechanical now. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I'm not going to totally hit on it. It could be good. Uh, I like Transformers as it is. Did you it's ever animated even better though? Did you ever see the uh, Red Letter Media Transformers review, film review? No. It's great. 
they reviewed, they watched the three Transformers movies side to side at the same time. Ah! I can already imagine the... Hey, this is all the same. <laughs> it, it literally is. Like, Transformers 1 and 2, like, every plot point is essentially the same. Even, like, down to the time codes. Wow. Michael Bay, you just don't pay attention to your movies at all, do you? That's terrible. And I, th- I think it's for the third one, when, like, I think it was, like, Megatron is, like, begging Optimus for mercy, and Optimus just, like, kills him outright. <laughs> uh, I remember that part. I just thought all those things kind of run together, though, as that review sort of states. <laughs> I'm remembering bits and pieces of 1 and 2 and just still kind of a blur. Uh, So the last thing I think, um, I remember liking this movie sort of, maybe because I like all these characters and because I was named after Sean Connery, so I sort of have a thing with Sean Connery where I can't hate anything he does. Um, But they're going to reboot the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie. Um, I guess you can't do any worse than you did the first time, so, yeah. What do you think? I'm sure Alan Moore will be pleased by this, because he is such a happy, happy fellow. <laughs> I'm guessing you mean he's not. <laughs> he's probably the most angry man in the world. <laughs> Why even bother, then, if he's... Such an angry person. I don't think... I think the comics are good, or from what I've heard, they're okay. I don't think people care about that franchise. That's what I've heard, too, that the comics kind of do okay, but... I don't know about doing a movie with that. I, I just think this is where you get to the point where not everything has to be a hero movie. I mean, I guess right now would be the time to do it, but it's just... You really have to go in a different direction than what they did before, I think. Well, with that being said, I think we can go in the direction of wrapping this up. Uh, so, Mark, plugs. Uh, my column went up Monday night about top eight game developers who... I forget what it was. It's late. <laughs> I think, like... Uh, adapted poorly or like something or other. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I never seen the I, title. Something. I made fun of Rare a lot, like I always do, because they kind of suck. <laughs> Did you get some? Oh, top eight companies who lost their way. That was it. Did you get some crazy comments or anything? No. Well, a lot of people didn't like that it mentioned Naughty Dog, and it's like they didn't lose their way necessarily, but. They made like, Crash Bandicoot and Ratchet and Clank, and they just don't make games like that anymore. Like everything is like super serious, or and just not—I wouldn't say not fun, but not casually fun. Like Uncharted Two and Three is great, and it's like Last World is great, or Last of Us is great, but I wouldn't call those games fun. Yeah, I'm only through one right now, so that's not the best one to talk about when we're talking about it being fun. Uh, I don't know, I'm sure there will be many people that would dispute you on that, though. Yeah, but, like, 
they're not going to make a, another type of Crash Bandicoot game. Let's just say that. Yeah, I think they already said it themselves. They're far removed from that, and they don't plan on going back to that either. Uh, my column next week will be about uh, the top eight licensed racing games, so that should be fun. And I should start Galsev two, Galsev three, pretty soon. Um, uh, Daniel, you can check him out on the games uh, Fact or Fiction. Uh, he organizes it. Uh, it's always Randall and someone else. I haven't checked to see who it is against him this week. I know they talk about WWE 2K16 in there. That's part of the headline. How it's going to be the best wrestling game ever? <laughs> we'll have to see. They keep promising that every year, and it just no. You know what would help is taking it away from Ukes. <laughs> I, I really wish 2K would just be like, okay, we're doing it. One old visual concept is supposed to. This is supposed to be like the real first game. The visual concepts has it completely under their wing. So let's see. Yeah, but it's still they made, don't strip out things. It's still made by you, so that's that's the problem right there. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. Yuke needs to be off that thing really bad. It's the same way about that, like you said about Madden. Like if they actually had a year off, they would help. <laughs> right. I think. Uh, now, Robert. I, um, I think has only done that one Metal Hammer of Doom that I talked about, so go check that out in the Radlitz and Broadcasting Network. Uh, that's an entire, basically, whole bunch of podcasts that's in one subscription that you can download, and they have some about movies, and uh, so uh, one about comic books, they have a sports podcast, there's a bunch of stuff in there. So, uh, probably something you'll like will be in that Radlitz and Broadcasting Network subscription um, of the game's top five. Uh, this week is top five arena shooters because Platoon comes out on Friday. Um, then uh, the 4PC came out yesterday. We talked about the Red Dead Redemption and the Witcher 3 issue and a few other things. Uh, so you can go check that out on one as well. And... Uh, yeah, so we've also got the rest of the Max podcast that we did last night, reviewing Raw, New Japan Best of Super Juniors, night three and four, doing a preview for Elimination Chamber that happens on Sunday. We're going to have a review of Elimination Chamber on Sunday after the pay-per-view is over, or the network special, whatever it is. And, well, in the U.S., it's only a network special, everywhere else is a pay-per-view, so that's funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got... Football to football coming on tomorrow night or Friday morning. This stuff is all on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and everywhere else you can find podcasts. By the way, all th all three of these podcasts. And uh, we'll be talking about the whole FIFA scandal again with a bunch of guys getting arrested because of the corruption that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, we'll be talking about football and all the other things, uh, more domestic violence issues because that's all the football seems to be about during the off season right now, <laughs> which is sad, but it is. Um, well, uh, the rest of the the only thing else I'll say is that uh, you, you know we are on iTunes or Stitcher and you can rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. You know that helps us be seen by more people. 
Um, you can spread the word. Uh, we have a Twitter at CoopMulti411. You can go follow us there. We have a Facebook group. Um, it's Randall's old Facebook group of when he ran the podcast many, many, many issues ago at this point. I'm still working on trying to get a new one and all that stuff. It's just, man, trying to run three podcasts, trying to have, you know take care of your kid and all this other stuff that you do. That's hard. And trying to keep track of everything is not the easiest thing. So slowly but surely you're going to get there. Anyway. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why Mark's like, I just let him deal with it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I, I couldn't do this without Mark because everybody else, you know, is always busy or I can't figure out how to do, uh, how to coordinate times with them or whatever. So. But like I said, hopefully when we start doing these E3 things, uh, when we do these E3 reaction podcasts and all that, we'll be able to have them around for it. But, well, until what's anything coming out besides Splatoon? I think that's the big one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I, I, that's one of those games that keeps making me think about whether I want to get a Wii U or not. Every time I see something about Splatoon, I'm like, man, I want to get this, but do I want to spend all the money to get the Wii remotes and all that kind of stuff that I would need to play with my daughter and wife and all that? I kind of want to get Oculus uh, Trip on Steam right now. <laughs> I told you you'll want to play that. Um, Sunset's coming out on, on Steam. Um... Uh, Heroes of the Storm is finally out of beta, so if you were never part of the beta or anything, you can play that as free-to-play. The uh, MOBA from Blizzard that has all their other characters in it from their other games. Um, Toxic Bunny HD, Lord of Magnum Made in Heaven for the 3DS, which is a simulation RPG. Um... Uh, Vogue Legacy finally comes to the Xbox One, the Badland Game of the Year edition. So, there's... Oh, oh! Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2 for Steam. I can't wait. so excited. <laughs> They're also Legend of K Anniversary, which is insane to me. I know, I can't believe that game's getting freaking redone. But it is. I know you're just dying for that. <laughs> also, Ultra Street Fighter 4 on PS4. <laughs> yeah, that's out there if you want to have problems with it. With the PS4. But yeah, so there's your games coming out. Um, you know, if you're going to pick up something, uh, just, you know, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of stuff there for you. But until next week, which I don't know when exactly in the week that is. <laughs> by the way we're going with this <laughs> enjoy your games and uh, have a good week later later <laughs>